0: It's so good to see everybody here this morning. Um, you know, in churches all over the world, in um, since Christ was here on earth, um, there are two sort of things that Jesus particularly gave us to do. Uh, one was that we be baptized in his name when we come to believe in him and trust in him, and the other was that. As often as we do it, he left it in a kind of a general open way where to have this little supper, this little meal of the bread and of the, of the wine. And these are speaking the bread of his body and the blood uh, and the wine of his blood. The, ho- the whole thing speaking of his death. So we're going to read now from First Corinthians chapter 11 and we'll read from 17 to the end. I guess this is read, you know, all the time at the Lord's Supper, but it's it's, um, tremendous, really, a tremendous uh, sort of instructing passage on the Lord's Supper. But in the following instructions, I do not commend you because when you come together, it's not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you. And I believe it in part, for there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. When you come together, it's not the Lord's Supper that you eat. For in eating, uh, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What? Lord, in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That's why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we're disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home. So that when you come together, it will not be for judgment about the other things I'll give directions when I come. Now, that's a fascinating little passage. Um, did you did you hear some phrase there that was said I believe four times do you know what that phrase was what is it in that reading once twice three times four times he said it what was it and when you come together did you notice that uh, in the phrase, in the passage. And when you come together. So, you know, church, really, we're, the, the actual passage says we're in church now. We're in church and we, we're coming together. So, really, if you were talking to an, a non-Christian about what's church, you know? Church is when believers come together for Christ's sake in the name of Christ. And they come here particularly uh, because Christ made peace between us and brought us together. And we're from all different races and places. And, and we're at different ages and spaces. And, uh, you know, we, we some of us are richer and some of the poorer. And we're all together solely and only because of Jesus Christ. That's why we come together in Christ. Now, he's telling us that the Lord's Supper is to be held when you come together, and you can have it as often as you you want to do it. He doesn't say every month or every week, but he says, when you come together, you have the Lord's Supper. Now in that passage, he really says that you only really have the Lord's Supper when you come together actually in love is that right you, you you need to come together for the Lord's Supper that's that's maybe the first thing that you can't have the Lord's Supper when you're just alone in your home that's that's not where the Lord's Supper is to be had it's when you come together that you have the Lord's Supper so that's certainly one thing but the other thing is very important that you don't have the Lord's Supper even if the Lord's supper's there when you don't come together in in love. For one another. So, if there's sort of divisions and, and fightings among, among us and, uh, and, and we're rude to one another and go ahead having part of the meal and forget others and ignore the needs of others, that's not the Lord's Supper. So, you know, that raises a very interesting point in the church, doesn't it? That you can have the form there, the appearance of the Lord's Supper, and yet not have the Lord's Supper. Even when you have, have the meal, you only really have the Lord's Supper when you come together in love, in Christ. Then you have the Lord's Supper. Otherwise, it's just an appearance of godliness or a form of godliness. And you know, if you come from other parts of the world and come from New Zealand, all of you know that in religion, um, there are, people can appear to be religious, they can appear to be very devout Buddhists, Hindus, Christians, Muslims, and yet, you know, it's all appearances. Why? Because there's, there's nothing in here, you know, of love for Jesus and, and love for one another. And if, if, we, if we want to truly have the Lord's Supper, we've got to think beyond just appearances and form, and we've got to come to the Lord's Supper together in Christ trusting in Christ and in his death and coming together in love for one another, receiving one another in Christ, then we really have the Lord's Supper, you know? So uh, that's, that's my little sort of introduction. Don't come to the Lord's Supper. If, you, if you're not really, if you haven't really, should we say hugged Christ, closed with Christ, you know, and brought your heart to Christ's, and you life, don't, don't, just, just think about it and have some, have some more thinking about that. But if you think, yeah, I want Christ, I've closed with Christ, I've come to Christ, then you come, you know. And he, he wants us all to come, whether we're big sinners or little sinners, he wants us to come to him. Why? Because we trust in him for the forgiveness of sins. You know, so you come today.